Hello, friends. Welcome to our podcast. Hope for today is the podcast where we seek for a few for a sure hope. True hope is found in God, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and in the scriptures. It says in Romans 15 and verse 4, for whatsoever things were written afore, aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So uh, the podcast is essentially about studying the scriptures so that we can have a sure hope. There's so many things that change, especially now and uh, with the pandemic, and uh, it's difficult to find hope. And when we lose hope, that's when life begins to get very, very dark. So uh, we study the scriptures so that we can have hope. We're going to be talking about the topic today about the power of participation. You may see, if you're watching the video, for those of you listening to the audio, I'm wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. And uh, you may ask, why are, you, why are you wearing that jersey? Well, the simple answer is because I live in Toronto. Uh, when we moved here uh, about five years ago, um, I had the opportunity to play hockey with uh, a Christian men's group, and we went out once a week and got to play uh, in an arena, and it was a lot of fun. And I got all the equipment, and uh, I learned to ice skate earlier in life, but I'd never actually gotten to play uh, proper hockey. And so um, when you get all the equipment and everything, you end up uh, kind of looking around for for obviously for a jersey to wear. And uh, I walked into a store. They had these on a really good clearance because they were changing the sponsor from uh, one brand to another brand. And so I got this for really cheap. You know, the truth is, is I've never watched an entire Maple Leafs game. I've never been to a game. I've watched highlights. I've watched parts of it on TV, but I've never even watched an entire game before. Um, and, you know, potentially, if God had moved us to a different city that had a major league uh, and a national, uh, a major league team in the, in the National Hockey League, perhaps I would be wearing a different jersey today. But the thing is, when you live in a city, you want to cheer for that team, right? Unless you already have a, uh, um, a big team that you're already a big fan of, right? And I didn't. So here I am sitting in a, in a Maple Leafs jersey. Guys, we need to understand that when it comes to making Christian choices in our life, many, many times it comes down to who are we participating with? Let's look at our verses here in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5, um, it says in verse 6, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye... Therefore, partakers with them. And it's actually going to be a two-part podcast because from verse number 7 through verse number 15 really talks about the power of participation. We're just going to introduce the subject today, make a few points. It's interesting when I look around my office here in the basement, so many books that I have or mementos that I have or equipment that I own for various hobbies and sports, I immediately in my mind when I look at these things, I go back and think, I was influenced by this particular person to get into that particular hobby 
or to buy that kind of book, or perhaps even someone gave me that book, right? And so the Bible, when it's talking about, um, in Ephesians chapter number five, it goes through and it says in verse one, be therefore followers of God as dear children. And it goes through and begins to say, as you follow God, really what you're doing is you are participating um, in the behaviors of a Christian. You're growing in grace as a Christian and those who grow in grace, grow in grace together. We see that from chapter four, where it describes the ministry of the local church. And it lists out a series of sins, we'll read through them quickly, that says we should not be participating in these anymore. We need to be following these new desires that God has placed in our heart. We need to be following the new nature, right? So uh, it says... It says in verse number three, but fornication. Now, again, as we think about these things, let's think about whether or not people generally participate in these things by themselves. Okay? They don't. These are group activities. The very first one. But fornication. Next, uncleanness. Just unclean living. That which is in, that which is in opposition to godliness. Right? Covetousness. Um, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness. Filthiness means obscene or indecent conversation, meaning uh, the conversation that you're speaking. So it begins to talk, it begins to describe the way that we talk, nor foolish talking. Foolish talking means um, idle, chit-chat, empty, foolish noise, that which doesn't edify, instruct, or reflect well on God. And then it talks about uh, nor jesting. Okay, jesting means low and vulgar wit. All right. It means using dirty humor to make people laugh. Uh, these are all things that people do and they participate in it with someone else. Okay, now again, in a digital age, sometimes this is taking place online. But by and large, if you're participating in these things, you're participating, you have friends that believe the same thing. You have people in your life that are participating in the same types of behavior. Verse five, for this, you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. These behaviors do not belong to the saved, but now as a child of God, we're not to make these choices because they're sins against God. Um, And we can see that these are uh, those behaviors. It says in verse 8, for ye were sometimes darkness... But now are ye light in the Lord, walk as children of light. Christ is the light of the world. It says in John 12 and 46, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Uh, It says uh, the light is also the light of God's word. Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
John 8, 12, then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, we're talking about walking in light or walking in darkness. Walking in light, God is the light, right? Christ is the light of the world. The truth of God is the light, right? Following the new nature, following the Holy Spirit in our life, according to the new nature that God has given us, is walking in the light. Walking means these are our habits. This is our daily lifestyle choices. These are the ways in which we habitually speak, as it's talking about. Uh, These are the choices in which we normally think. These are the choices that really uh, reveal our desires in life that we're following, such as fornication or covetousness, right? So it's talking about all of these things, and it puts it on two different sides, light and dark. Light and dark. The natural desires that we have to go towards sin, that is darkness. Sin is darkness, and Sinful choices are darkness. The old nature will lead us back into the, into the darkness. The Bible says be followers of God, right? Followers of God, we're going to be, if we're following God, we're following the light. We're following Christ. But again, on verse number seven, it says, be not ye therefore partakers with them. You say, Pastor Corey, I'm really struggling in my Christian life in not making the choices that I used to make. I really want to change, but I'm really struggling. We need to consider the wisdom of God's word and that he teaches us that really a lot of our problems can fix themselves if we choose to walk with those who are trying to follow God. Those should be our closest friends. Those should be the people that we choose, if you have a choice on who to live with, those should be the people that we choose to live with. Again, God is not going to judge us for something in which we do not have a choice, right? But if we do have a choice in life, God is going to say, you need to be following and walking in the light. God will never put us in an impossible situation where we cannot follow him, Right in First Corinthians ten, um, let me read this verse for you. First Corinthians uh, chapter ten. It says in verse thirteen, "But there hath no temptation taken you, or testing." Right, that word temptation is talking about testing or challenge. Uh, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. How does God one how does God help us escape these temptations to sin? One of the ways he does that is by giving us the grace to make really smart and wise choices in who the influences are going to be in our life. The Bible says Proverbs 13:20 he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. 
Let me ask you something. Would your, with those in life that you're participating in, the friends that you choose, the closeness, the closest to you, are they walking in the light? Are they walking according to the light? Are they walking according to the new nature? You say, well, pastor, I live in a house with lost people. That's fine. That's fine. But God, that's why God gives us the church. God gives us the church so that we who are followers of God will follow God together. And we can glean from that strength and that influence. And also when we're choosing to be close to people, we need to choose those who are going to help us to walk in the light. It is impossible for me as your pastor, if you're a member of our church, or it is impossible for your pastor to help you walk in the light if throughout the week, six days a week, you're walking with those who walk in darkness. Now remember, we're not talking about the types of relationships that we we don't have a choice. We don't really have a choice generally who we work with. We don't have a choice with who our family is. Right? We generally there's and and there's something certain uh different situations in life, we don't have a choice who's going to be around. But we do have a choice with who our closest friends are. And specifically in the passage, we do have a choice with what we participate in and who we participate with. Participate. Um, I have a pair of chopsticks here, a set of chopsticks. And I was always one of those people who went to an Asian restaurant and always looked at others with envy when they could use chopsticks easily. And I would always ask for a set of chopsticks and kind of play with it a little bit, but I would generally give up and use a fork until I went on a specific trip to the city of Manila in the Philippines. I went with a friend. We were going to a pastor's conference and uh, he was of Asian descent. He's an Asian Canadian and he obviously loved different cuisines from Asian countries. We went to a different kind of Asian cuisine uh, for every meal. And in Manila, it wasn't, these types of restaurants were not restaurants where you could say, hey, I can't use chopsticks. I need a fork. They didn't have forks. They didn't need enough spoons. You sip the soup out of the bowl, which is culturally appropriate in some types of Asian restaurants. And so he taught me how to use chopsticks. And now I can use them quite easily because of who I spent time with. And that was only over a period of three days. Guys, oftentimes we find ourselves struggling in our Christian walk because of who we are choosing to spend time with 
and those who we spend time with will pressure us to participate in what they are participating in, in what they are pursuing. If that is the light and that is walking according to the light, that's awesome. It makes our life as a Christian that much more easy. But if it is those who walk according to the darkness or they walk according to the old nature, maybe they're saved, but they're just not walking in the spirit. They're not walking in obedience. It will make your Christian life that much more difficult. I'll end this podcast with this with uh, just a few verses from 1 John chapter 1. It says in verse 3, 1 John chapter 1, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us and truly Our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And it says in verse number six, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sin. From the very beginning, it's talking about fellowship and group participation. John, the Apostle John, is writing here. He's saying to those whom he's writing to, I want you to participate in this walking in the light. I want you to be a part of the fellowship. I want you to be a part of this group. I want you to feel the community in this Christian community. But that's all dependent on walking in the light, right? He's saying if you walk with us, we'll walk in the light. If you walk in the light, you'll feel okay to walk with us, okay? But then he goes on to say, verse 8, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What is he saying? He's trying to say that there is power in participation. And if you want to participate and you want to fellowship and you want to walk in the light, you need to choose to walk with those who are walking in the light. The old adage, birds of a feather flock together. And when someone comes to me and they say, I just really, really struggle walking and following God. I really have a hard time in Christian behavior. My question is going to be, who are you spending time with. Oh, I they've been my friends forever. I can't reject them. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit because the the next little piece of Ephesians 5 talks about that, but we've got to decide. Am I going to walk in the light or am I going to walk in the darkness? There is power in participation. Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>